Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, Scott. Hey, James. We have the most exciting, most dramatic, (laughs) most important episode. I mean, it's exciting to me. Yeah, it's exciting. I can't believe it. I know. We just turned 100. This is our 100th birthday. Yeah. If we're counting in weeks. Awesome. Episode 100. Episode 100. Yeah. Here we are. I honestly didn't see it. I didn't know that we were going to make it to episode 100 when we started this little project. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? But it's exciting. And we wanted to take a moment to, to reflect on that, an episode reflect on that. Yeah. Say a big thank you for everyone that's listened. It's been fun watching more and more and more and more people listen every single month. And mm-hmm. the, uh, at this point, thousands and thousands of people have been able to tune into the show and hopefully find valuable information. Then I think we'll spend this sharing and reflecting upon some of the things that we've learned and some of the things I think that would be helpful for people to take away from this as we've been able to see the backend data just about what resonates with people, what connects with people, what what are people finding most helpful? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I gotta say, it's just been a thrill to get to do this with you. Yeah. Likewise. Uh, first. And, um, I, I've learned so much from you and from our listeners, and it's been a joy, and I can't wait for us to get to episode 200. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, let's reflect back. So so really just taking a moment to look at the theme, we were just chatting before we were going to do this recording, a couple of key themes we've seen um, along the way, along these 100 episodes. Yeah, because the the format of the show was let's address one single question, and sometimes one question has different layers of smaller questions underneath it but yeah let's do one thing at a time and let's address a specific listener question or something that we had a client ask us or friend ask us and now that we've had a hundred of those let's just look at what are the key takeaways what are the key themes what can people walk away with with a deeper understanding of how uh financial planning works about how i don't want to say life works but how, how behavior yeah. works how we work no, yeah so totally be better investors yeah yeah well, um, why don't we start with the name? We named the podcast Real Personal Finance. Yeah. Right. And, and the whole reason we named it Real Personal Finance was that we didn't want it to be glossy. We didn't want it to be, uh, you know, people speaking down to people about finance. We, we It's real. It is personal. And it it is talking about finance. Yes. Yep. Um, but to us, the, one of the keys is that one of our favorite episodes, and actually is one of those t- uh, top downloaded episodes so far, is the four things you can invest in. Yeah. Yeah. And and a reminder about what those four things are is that in our view, everyone has time, money, energy, and talent. And And really, real personal finance at its core is all about helping you look at how do you optimize those four things. And then money should be used as a tool. It shouldn't be something that is to be, um, you know, worshipped or 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 like it is the thing. It plays a support role in your life, 
And so everything that we've done here is designed to help you have better knowledge and understanding about the intricacies of money and how it works so that you can make better choices for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And that was episode 83. If anyone hasn't listened to that yet, that that was the top downloaded episode. So maybe go back and check that out. But the takeaway for me, and I, I use this example in that episode, I've used it before. So uh, sorry for everyone who's heard this example before, but we, we one of the first episodes was about the magic of compounding mm-hmm. and how incredible it is when you look at the compounding nature of what that can do for you over time. And usually we look at it from the standpoint of what can that do for your money? Yeah. We use the example of, would you rather have one single penny that doubles in value for a month or would you rather have a million bucks? Right. And we use that example just to show one penny compounding for a month ends up being worth 10 times more at the end of the month yes. than simply a million bucks in cash. And we look at it through the finance lens and say, oh my gosh, well, that's why we save for retirement. That's why we invest. That's why we uh, don't just spend our money, but we invest it wisely. But the application of this episode the four things you can invest in that i really liked where you talk about also not just money but talent time energy relationships people mm-hmm. skill set mm-hmm. that's more than four but just kind of all tying into that yeah is the same principle applies and so that that principle that we apply to money of can we get a little bit better every day can we grow a little bit each day can we invest a little bit each day that also applies to everything else yeah and so as financial plan there's the power that we can illustrate through financial calculators or graphs or charts well, that exists in our relationships and in our health and in our career and in our energy. We just don't have the same way of tracking it. Like we do a portfolio balance on our login screen to our financial app. So uh, true. That, that I think was, um, I personally liked that. I think a lot of people obviously tuned in and listened to it. So they yeah. like that, but it was a cool thing to think about. Absolutely. You know, I, I, and that, uh, uh, you know, the way that we do work, the way I do work in my own firm is exactly that it's looking at, well, how do you optimize for the life that you want rather than just solving for the answer, which I actually kind of leads to the next theme that I think we've seen quite a bit. And we see it in the the way we go about answering all these listener questions we've been getting now, which are lovely to get because there is a lot of nuance in all these listener questions. But, and for, for me, the theme that would be next would be that the textbook answer um, isn't always the answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, is just that, you know, we can, we can tell you, um, what's a proper savings rate. We can tell you, uh, what, you know, should, should you, you know, when do you want to use a Roth versus a traditional IRA? Do you want to invest or do you want to pay off debt? Do you want to do a lump sum payment or a dollar cost average? But the, the answer always lies in the, the people who are sitting in the chair or the people who are writing into the question. Um, about their own lives and their own circumstance and what matters most to them and their ranking priorities of their life for how they want to build it. Mm-hmm. That's where the answer ultimately lies. Mm-hmm. It's once you understand what truly is is important to someone and what their vision of a great life is, only then do you look through that lens and determine what textbook answers are helpful here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the textbook answers kind of maybe provide that good jumping off point but they're extremely limited. Yeah. And that there is this is nothing about any of this is linear and there is so much different nuance and uniqueness about each individual situation even if on the outside it looks the same. Yep. There's differences in someone's goals or the values or what they're looking to accomplish or the way that they feel most comfortable uh, accomplishing those goals. So that's that's been big and we say all the time it depends on the show. You no. Know, what's yes. the answer? Well, it depends. Like it depends on several things. And 
that's where the textbook answer stops and the real life answer begins is yeah. in the the answers to the what does it depend on and how do we explore some of those things um but i know even just in in both of our practices we see that all the time absolutely and i was, I was talking to someone else the other day and it was oh well I, they, they wanted to start the business and talking about okay well i I would have to stop saving for retirement. Like if I want to do this, I mm-hmm. need to be able to build up cash to do this, but I can't do it because I'm supposed to save 15% of my income to retirement. And I, mm-hmm. I can't do both. Like I can't save up the cash I need and save for the retirement and just reframing it. And all we, a lot of the textbook answers always around financial capital. Mm-hmm. So cash investments, stuff on your balance sheet mm-hmm. in it neglects unless you're talking about life insurance, the human capital side of things, right? Of what, what's the potential of, Scott and what he can go create if he were to start a business and do yep. his own thing, create all that. Yeah, that's being totally neglected when you're just looking at saving for retirement or saving for home or things like that. So that that's just a recent example that comes to mind of when I reframe that to him of how much untapped potential is there with your human capital. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can possibly do from a financial perspective is just start saving up some cash that's not going to grow at all for you. Yes, but it's going to give you the freedom to step away and unleash that. So. Mm-hmm. Those are the most rewarding things to kind of reframe for people. And that's not ever a textbook thing, but that's where it's the understanding of kind of what are the different options and what makes most sense. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I love about our job is that our our job is to help people frame, you know, help guide them in their own choices um, with all of us knowing that we don't know. At least the way I would give you like... If if someone were to come work at my, with my firm or James's firm, we're not the type of people who are going to tell you what the future holds because we have no idea. What we do know is there are things that we can control and there are risks that we can take. And so long as you know what they are and you have resiliency built in, you're probably going to be okay, mm-hmm. right? That's really what this is all about, right? It kind of gets, it is real personal finance. It's 90% personal and 10% finance. Mm-hmm. And how do we help people do great work. And I, I love I love your framing of that. I actually think that's a good future episode for us to look at um, the idea of growing human capital. And it could be you translate it to business capital, obviously, as well, because we both built businesses um, where we started with uh, some <laughs> runway <laughs> to go do that. And then it could, you look at where you are today. Like a lot, of, a lot of people have to do that. That's a great question. We should address that in the future. Awesome. And then uh, what's what's the third takeaway? that we've seen. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's the, it's, it's this underlying idea that we keep coming back to and we'll mention it to you guys. And sometimes we do it more directly and sometimes less, but we see it in our own practices with clients as well. The best thing that we can do, the the best way to really affect change in our, in our personal financial lives is to systematize whatever we can, whenever we can. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar, you know, if you've been listening to all of these episodes all along the way and you're yet to act or, or, or whether that's finding an advisor to help you act or maybe you want to go do more research and find your own path, if you're not taking action on the things that you're learning, they aren't really going to be that beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Acting is probably the toughest thing for anyone to do, right? Like we've, I think we've even joked about it before. Like, you know, if ev- everyone could be a billionaire and have washboard abs, if you just go read the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's all there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, not, but, but we're so many of us aren't, I'm, we're still not billionaires, are we? And you probably have washboard abs. I don't. Uh, but the point is, the, internet, <laughs> the point is 
anytime that you know you need to do something and you can automate it, go for it. Yeah, and this one of our top episodes was called Budgeting Sucks, Do This Instead. It was episode 16 if you want to check it out. And we, we did that because there's this notion that to be successful with finances, you have to devote all this time and energy to do it. Yeah. You have to track your expenses and your spending and your income and run projections and run scenarios. And that can be helpful to an extent, but at, at some point, it's it's not helpful. What's helpful is action. What's helpful is is doing the thing. And the the method we kind of applied to that, there's, if anyone's ever read James Clear, Atomic Habits, or read his newsletter, he is all about don't try to set better goals or all that. Everything is a result of the systems that you build mm-hmm. within your life. And that includes finances. Mm-hmm. So how can you build a better system around how you budget, which really isn't budgeting at all, but just making cash flow management easier? How can you build a better system around savings? Well, can you automate a 401k contribution or automate something else? How can you exactly. build a better system around uh, doing the right thing with your portfolio? Can you have someone rebalancing it for you or something to do the rebalancing for you? So good financial management isn't about spending more time on finances. Ideally, it's about spending less time, but having the most effective pieces of it either automated or delegated to someone who's helping you with it yeah. so that you can focus on what's actually creating income and producing income, which is your business or your job or or focus on what's most important to you, which is your family or, or friends or whatever that might be. So mm-hmm. uh, that was a big thing too, is understanding that you don't have to be spending, finances don't have to be a full-time or even part-time job. It's about understanding what needs to be done and creating the right systems around that to ensure it's getting done on a consistent basis. Yep. Fully agree. And, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned um, time, money, energy, and talent again, in a sense, right? And and it's kind of looking at it again of like, well, where's my time and energy of highest and best use? And it's like, well, is there anything I could hire someone to help me with? This is an oftentimes a reason why we get hired to be a financial advisor, Yeah. right? People don't like, this isn't something that people wake up and go, I can't wait to go do this next thing I need to do with my finances. We all know we need to do it, but we don't necessarily run out and do it. So sometimes whether it's delegating or finding your own way or creating your own systems or using someone else's systems uh, can be so helpful for getting you to take the next step. Yeah, fully agree. Any other takeaways? I know this is just kind of a, a, a shorter episode. A thank you to everyone that's listened and our reflections on the first hundred episodes. But anything else you want to add to any of that? You know, the only thing that comes to mind is I still don't think we've actually ever surfed together, which was the whole premise of wow. this. Maybe on episode we're gonna, 200, that would be a probation. <laughs> I have to make it happen. Yeah. 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 I, I, looking back on it, I remember we, we used to record these in your in the studio behind your play, behind your place. And we had yeah. this grand idea of going surfing. Yeah, still haven't done got, it yet. got tacos one time for lunch and said, we need to start a podcast. What should we do? Yes. Like, well, well, let's go surf and then maybe we'll like do an episode at the beach and we'll yeah. figure out the wind situation, but we'll just literally record right there and it'll be this super San Diego, California thing. And uh-huh. So that's exciting. And then we never did it. No. We did the podcast. We just never did the the surfing piece. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that I've been able to do 100 episodes with you. Yeah, I look too. forward to doing 100 more. Um, to all the listeners, just thank you for, for listening. And, and please, like if this is helpful for you, um, leave a review, uh, uh, ideally a five-star review so that we get to share this with more people. Um, and we do this to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really the whole, the whole premise of this was to break down financial knowledge to, um, as simply as possible without being overly simplistic and to speak to you guys plainly and directly so that you can make better choices in your financial life. 
Absolutely. And if you have feedback on the next, I was going to say 100 episodes, really just next any episodes. Yeah. You know, we what we started with was Scott and I would choose a topic we thought made most sense and we would address that. And then as this evolved, we started getting questions and it was more, I guess you might call it a case study of, okay, this is the question. Mm-hmm. How would we think about that? If you have a question, submit a question. If you have feedback on what you would find most helpful in terms of the format, we're all ears on that too. So I think this is helping a lot of people based on the feedback we're getting, but um, always wanting to do better and always open to feedback on that. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, guys, for listening. Um, Thanks for taking this time to look back with us at some of the big themes that we've seen and um, look forward to future episodes. That's right. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. There's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.